Welcome to Accelerate Your Wealth, a podcast by Rebecca Robertson, founder and director of Evolution Financial Planning. This season, we'll be covering all things wealth, from owning it to maximizing it. For further information, or if you'd like help accelerating your wealth directly, please do contact us. Head over to our website, www.rebeccarobertsonevo.co.uk. Joanna Martin is a renowned visionary coach, speaker, and entrepreneur whose message directly impacted over 120,000 people on four different continents. Jo is a qualified as a medical doctor and spent a number of months in oncology where the death of a favourite patient provided a wake-up call to get her life on purpose. Within six months, she had changed career and had, was accepted at the Actors Centre Australia. For more, led to Jo to explore the field of human psychology, behaviour and growth. And in 2003, she launched her own coaching company in Sydney with no network or no business experience. Within the year, she had a thriving coaching practice, consulting with the likes of ANZ Bank, John Fairfax Publishing and eBay. Before launching one of many in 2014, Jo worked as a head of research and training at one of the largest fast... Before launching one of many in 2014, Jo had worked as a head of research and training at one of the largest growing personal development companies on the international stage, and launched Shift Speaker Training in 2008, taking it to seven figures within just 12 months. She went on to share her speaking success secrets with over 20,000 business owners over four years. One of many exists to help women leaders in, in, to increase their impact without burnout. Since launch, one of many has reached over 60,000 women around the world. Our tools and principles have been applied by women in industries across the spectrum. An international acclaimed award-winning speaker, Jo is also a diplomatic wife and sometimes too tired mother and a protective sister and a caring friend. And I'm really looking forward to chatting to Jo today. So um, welcome the beautiful and absolutely amazing Joanna Martin. And I say that because I know Jo actually quite well. I've known Joanna Martin and one of many but I think at least, was it, is it five or six years now, Joe? I think so. I think you were a mentor at our very first Be Wealth. So yeah, it's been, uh, we're coming up to our, our sixth Be Wealth. So yeah. It must be, my mm-hmm. goodness. And I'm, well, I'm in awe of Joe. She's, I'd like, if you just, if you've never heard of Dr. Joanna Martin, then you need to go and check out the one of many uh, website and just see what they're about their mission, their passion, and Joe's dedication to her vision for the company, I just think is awe-inspiring. But I also see Jo as a friend, and I've invited her here today to share her story because, as you already all know, listeners, I love to share women's stories, and real women that are doing amazing things is also an added benefit to, to it. So welcome, Jo. Thank you so much, my love. It's so good to be here. No, and uh, yeah, I'm so I, I know you can be super. I'm super excited. That's why I'm like fumbling around because I, <laughs> I don't know what you're going to say, and I often say the same thing. I don't. I don't know what they're going to say, and that's the exciting part for it. So we're just going to get started and get going. And I'd love to know what does wealth mean to you. 
I think it's something that has evolved over the years um, for me, you know, like probably most people to start with, wealth was very much about, uh, you know, abundance of, of finances back in the early days when I did have anything other than an abundance of finances. But the, um, the clearer I get about it, the more I tend to, uh, I tend to, I'm a bit of an etymology freak. I love, if I, if I want to get a breakthrough around something, I always start with, well, what does it actually mean? Because I think sometimes the resistance that we have to things, whether it be wealth or love or whatever, sometimes comes from whatever it is that we make it mean. So I always like to look at, well, what is the etymology of a word? What's the root of the word, the energy of the word? And wealth, if you uh, look at the etymology of the word wealth, it comes from the middle of the 13th century, meaning happiness. It's also yeah. got those, um, those echoes of prosperity and the abundance of possessions or riches. But if you track it back, it tracks back to the Middle English welle, which is well-being. So for me, wealth, as I, as I think about wealth and I kind of look to, um, you know, look to enjoy a, a, an extraordinary and wealthy life myself. And, you know, we support a lot of women inside the one of many community to live a wealthy life. We are really focusing on this kind of feeling of an abundance of well-being. Now, you can't have an abundance of well-being if you're struggling hand to mouth. You know, you can't have an abundance of well-being if your finances are shot. But equally, you could have all of the money in the world and not have an abundance of well-being because you're so crippled with fear of what if you lose it all. So I, I think, um, you know, one of the things I've noticed for myself and for a lot of the women we coach is that uh, I, often, I often ask this question, um, Beck, and you will have seen me do this, where I say to women, you know, if I could give you all of the money in the world, uh, but you had to rape and pillage the planet in order to have it, you know, who'd be there? And no one puts their hand up. And I said, I'd give you all of the money in the world, but you had to be sick and tired for the rest of your life. Who wants it? No one puts their hand up. And I said, if you, you have all the money in the world, but you had to be single and alone forever, who's up for that? And there's always like one or two women in the room who put their hand up on that one. <laughs> They're like, yeah, I'll take that. Me, me, I'm happy with that. But then um, I always say, yeah, okay, you might be happy without like an intimate relationship, but we all would need friends and, and, and relationships. So I think for women, for myself and for women, we naturally relate to wealth as this abundance of well-being in all areas. And yet so many of us make decisions every day and take actions every day where we do, you know, prioritise getting money over our health and well-being. We do prioritise money over our relationships with our kids. We do prioritise money over the well-being of the planet. Um, so it's one of these kind of non-negotiables for a lot of women that we really want wealth to be sustainable or we don't feel like we should go for it. But every day we make compromises. It's one of those great unexamined pieces, I think, for us mm. around wealth. Well, why do you think that is? I think it's because of what we're taught, do you know? I think it's because of the cultural paradigm around money. I think um, on the one hand, as women, we are taught, you know, other people's needs ahead of your own, not, not necessarily consciously from every parent, but the soup that we swim in, you know, yeah. um, you know our, needs, our needs go last. Um, uh, we shouldn't, you know, shouldn't do X, Y, and Z. We shouldn't put finance above everything else, la, 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 la. And then at the same time, we swim in the cultural paradigm around wealth, which is that those that have more money are more valuable members of society. Do you know? Mm -hmm. 
that uh, that in order to have the greatest value, you need to have the greatest um, or it's not these days. It's not even how much money you've got. It's how much money you're perceived to have. Right. Right. Um, So I think we get conflicted because on the one hand, our society tells us that wealth is bad and that rich Mm -hmm. people are bad and uh, you can't trust them and la la la. We get all of that mythology. And on the other hand, uh, we're told that unless we are wealthy, we're not as valuable as, um, uh, you know, as other people, because so, so it feels to me like this preponderance of focus on, on financial result um, as the greatest measure of value in our society is a pretty damn fine way to ensure the low self-esteem of an entire gender when you systematically deprive them of the right to participate in that right. over, you know, 6,000 years. Really, it's only been like, how long? We, we've only been able to open a bank account in this country since, I think, 1985 or something. Yeah, right. 1975, something like that. Ridiculous in, to, without the permission of our husbands. It's ridiculous. Right. Exactly. So for those of us who, you know, want to move forward and they want, we want to, you know, aspire and empower and, and have more, there seems to be like this push or pull, like there's this yeah. energetic where people are like pushing through stuff. So they yeah. they push through to, um, you know, do the extra hours at work. And I, I hear it from, I've got somebody in my team who is incredible. She's fantastic at what she does. And her energy from what she does is very coming from a masculine place like she'll say I'll just work harder I'll get up earlier I'll work later Mm. and I I, I don't know about you but I think there's a real piece of fear from for women particularly this step into this abundance sort of thought process around letting go and allowing to step over the fear of what outcome might be and actually setting up yourself in a way that is going to work financially for you or making a decision that well actually I'm going to cut back on my income I think there's a there's a real mind piece around that I don't know if you've you come across that absolutely I, I I absolutely agree with it one one of the I guess one of the things that impacts the way that we do everything at one of many is that we have an underlying principle that you can have a bigger impact without burnout that that push 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 do more in order to achieve more, whether that be achieve more at work, achieve more financially, get a better result with your health and well-being, that is a very masculine masculine paradigm approach. Mm. Um, and usually, if a woman operates um, continually from that uh, that uh, paradigm, she will end up burning herself out. Do you know? So that is one of the first key things that we tend to unstitch with women when they come into the community is to challenge this uh, drive that says, I can't stop or I lack value. You know, I can't stop. I can't, I can't pause. I can't take a rest. And that busyness is a badge of honor. You know, I think so there's, so there is that piece and you're right. It is driven by fear, right? It is driven by fear, either fear of not having enough or fear of not being enough or, um, you know, fear of many, many different things, but that fear does drive a lot. So specifically in the context of wealth, I think there's a couple of pieces to this, this kind of mindset piece. One is we have to look at our relationship to money and to wealth, and we need to let go of the hooks that are not serving us to achieve the kind of results we want. So we have to be able to let go of that fear um, for instance, I mean, if you grew up, if you grew up in poverty, 
you will likely, and I see this with a lot of women in our community, they come out that one of their primary drivers in life is security. And it's not security to, in order to be okay, it's security so I never have to experience poverty like that again. Yeah. And, and they work so hard and then often they achieve like financial independence, right? So they don't actually have to work for money anymore, but they won't stop working because they're still being driven by that same fear of I will never go back there again. Right. So one of the first things that's got to happen is a healing or a letting go of that fear that drives. Um, in my own experience, you know, I grew up in a family where there was always enough money, right? Always enough. And for the longest time, I was really grateful for that until I realized that that was a limiting belief for me, that there's always enough because there was never more than enough. There was always just enough. And, and in my, you know, in my twenties, there was always enough money for me to do those things that were most critical and important for me but never anymore. You know, there was never a sense of abundance of finance. And, and when, I, when I worked with that limiting belief that there's always enough, which sounds weird, right? It sounds really weird mm. that that would be a limiting belief. But when I let that go and opened up to the possibility that I would always be supplied by, with more than enough, um, you know, that I am uh, I'm the rich, rich daughter of a loving, you know, loving God, goddess, however you want to look at it, um, and there is abundance of, uh, of time, energy, and money to support my soul's purpose. When I was able to really tune into that and operate from that place, um, you know, I, I absolutely transformed my financial situation. I was able to, it, I, I did that work probably, when, when did I do that work? Like my deep, first round of deep financial work, I did... Yeah, it would have been about six months before I started contracting to an organization um, uh, uh, where I then earned more money than I could possibly ever handle. And, um, and by the end of that contract, um, you know, I had a huge pot then to be able to do something with. Um, and my husband and I uh, decided to invest that in starting our own business. Not that it took an awful lot, to be honest. We were still fairly cashed up. Um, and we did a, a million dollars in our first 12 months of that business. Uh, yeah. And it happened very quickly. You know, we achieved, you know, I don't bandy this about, but it was, I, I remember reading um, Oprah Winfrey uh, at one point. It was, re it was really funny. I, I never set a goal around this, but I remember reading um, a, a biography of Oprah Winfrey where she said, I always knew that I'd be a millionaire by the age of 32. And I remember just reading that and going, yeah, me too. Not setting a goal to do it, but just a feeling mm. and knowingness that that would be there in my future. And then my mission was always just to let go of anything that was stopping me from full self-expression, you know? Mm. Um, where do you start with that though? Where do you start to dig deep as you described or where do you start to, you know, become abundant? Where, where do you start with that? I think you've got to start, you go where the resistance is, right? You go with the, the best thing you can ever do is work with a coach, right? So that's why we've got an entire coaching organization and programs to do exactly this. We guide people through uh, exactly that. We start with people, um, you know, uh, tuning into what their intentions are. Then we might, we often do work around values because values mm -hmm. give a lot of clues as yeah. to our emotional and unconscious drivers. Um, we also, you know, at our events, we play games that have people discover their relationship to money, um, like in real, in real time. Um, yeah. But one of the first places you could start is journaling, you know, journaling. How do you feel about wealthy people? How do you feel about having lots of money? Yeah. Um, how do you, how do you feel about, uh, you know, what would it, what if you lost everything? You know, these are, these are interesting topics because 
unless you can be totally emotionally uh, non-engaged, yeah. do you know? You talk about money that's non-emotional. If you open a bank statement, look at your bank account, there should be no emotional. That's it. You know you've got stuff around money. If you look at your bank account and you feel anything, really. If you look in there and you're stressed, there's stuff to deal with. If you look in there and there's guilt, there's stuff to deal with. If you look in there and and you're like, yes, I'm finally, you know, well done me. I've proven it. (laughs) Even then, there's still stuff, right? Um, so I think you've got to unplug all that stuff because to the extent that we are participating with money in any way that is causing major emotional, uh, um, feelings or the avoidance of like some of us say, I don't feel anything about money because you you haven't ever looked. (laughs) I don't want to go there, right? You're you're avoiding it. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And a lot of people then that translates. And I bet you see this in your line of work. A lot of people then just don't even know how much they spend every month. They don't even know how much they have in that pension fund from that old job that they had years ago because very much so. Yeah. They just don't even look because emotionally they don't want to go there. Exactly. So for you, you talked at the beginning about financial wellness. Um, So you've obviously been through a whole journey from enough, like there's enough to there's abundance and you've done an awful lot of work over that time to dig deep into that and to have those conversations spend time with yourself on things that you maybe you don't want to think about. And now you're at a place where you would say that you are wealthy in your context of the word being financial well-being. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm really satisfied with where we are. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's lovely. It's a, um, you know, there's a, what is it? I'm not saying that I have, there's not enough money to do everything I ever conceive of wanting to do, right? Yeah, you haven't flown um, to the moon yet, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not going and buying tickets on Virgin Galactic. You know, there's, <laughs> there's not money for every whim. Um, but what there is, is sufficient flow. And this is, I think, the difference for me. It's not like there's a massive big pot sitting there. There's sufficient flow through my business. There's sufficient th- flow through our investments, um, you know, Greg and my investments, that we can allocate in a way that is aligned with our values. And that for me is the most important thing. You know, I can consistently make a very significant contribution to the hunger project, even in the middle of a global pandemic, when the business kind of, you know, was I, when I was looking at, okay, we've got to cut some costs because of, Mm. um, because of the changes with the pandemic. I looked at it and went, okay, that contribution we're making to the hunger project, that is a key staff member. It's a key, you know, it's not a staff member. That's how I related to it. Like, The value that we are providing, we're supporting, you know, X many thousands of women in Bangladesh, Africa, wherever they are with that. If I pull that, that has a huge impact. So we're going to sustain that um, Mm. and make some, uh, make some, you know, cuts in other areas. And, and, and we all as a team came together and, and agreed on stuff. So I'm not saying it's like there's a, there's, there's buckets of money everywhere. It's not like that. It's, it's flow, you know, and, and if I ever, this is the thing, you know, if I kind of, one of the dreams that I have for our organization is to create a, our own retreat center or to buy a hotel that becomes our home, you know, a country hotel. Sounds exciting. And while I don't have the big pot of dough sitting there ready to do that right now, I know that because of my network and because of the trust and the, um, the uh, community that I have, that I could raise whatever we needed for that very, very quickly. Yeah. So for me, you know, 
I feel wealthy. And yet, you know, retirement is, um, is, uh, is, is always an option for us. You know, um, it's, it, that got taken care of pretty early. So, so that feels good. Um, uh, well, at well, least the assets you. are there. I, to be honest, yeah. I should be having a chat to you about getting them performing a bit better. But you know what I mean? Like the <laughs> assets are there. You feel like you've got the, 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 the things are in place, the wheels are in motion, and it, it, it feels like the, like you say it's in good flow which is yeah it feels like it's the right place to be without this feeling of stress or having to go after it or you know, sure. Greg and I look at ourselves and go oh I would have thought we'd be a little bit further along but that's just because we start comparing ourselves to somebody else you know yeah which is never good and so no. what advice would you give yourself in the past if you look back you know you mentioned you earned a lot of money when you went into that sort of contracting role and you were yeah. doing really really well but you know, you've moved, you've moved on loads, even in that time, what advice would you give your younger self? Well, the self I would really like to advise around money is the self who was on her knees financially, 19 grand in debt on credit cards at one point and yeah. not knowing how I was going to make ends meet. You know, yeah. this was when I first started a coaching business whilst I was still at drama school, this happened. Right. Um, so I'd, I'd moved to Sydney with a boyfriend who was a working doctor um, and we'd worked out that I could go to drama school and he could work and he was going to support us. But about six weeks in, um, it became really clear that I really was not supposed to be in that relationship with that guy. Like it was, he's a lovely guy, but it wasn't right. right. So within what felt like moments of starting this new life, which we had said we could do because of his income, I was now in a position where I had to earn enough to pay for drama school, earn enough for my own apartment. I did not want housemates. Um, and, and I did a shitload on credit cards for a long time. Um, and I was also educating myself. I was educating myself in, in my field, which is now you know, in personal development leadership. I was educating myself in drama, obviously. And I was educating myself in marketing. So I spent, I knew I was investing in myself and every choice was good, but it didn't make the weight of that, credit card bill any easier to deal with even with some of the skills that I had around you know emotional resilience and stuff at that time what advice would you give her and uh, yeah I'm thinking <laughs> I'm thinking of the her that was sat next to my bed when a phone bill landed one day with nothing to pay it with knowing that I just got a cat and and she she got cat food that week and and I had to make do with whatever I could find in the cupboards <laughs> the cat food <laughs> the, oh yeah no I didn't quite get to that level thank god but um you know there was a lot of uh, rice being eaten that particular week um I even remember I was I was I didn't want to not go out with my mates but I couldn't afford to buy drinks so um you know I was like taking a hip flask and stuff to the pub with my mates just dumbass shit like that you know Oh, but, that's, what, that's a normal Friday night for me, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> it's a scary place to be, right? And I see a lot of people in personal development and in business where they're like, oh, yeah, I can't really afford to go on this course or a program and I'm already in debt, and I'm, but I, I know I need to do it. And, you know, mm. and, and, they, and they get themselves into more debt because they're on the wish and the hope that they'd be like where you are now. Because yes, yes. And, but that's involved. the thing. If it's the wish and the hope then you should not spend another cent on any education because if it's just wishing and hoping and positive thinking, you'll never get there. But mm. what I, I think that what I would love to have told that, that self is you have got this. You are, you're smart, you're capable and, and you will back yourself. I think 
everything that got me out of that was because I did what I had to do. I moved through what I now teach as the stages of wealth. Hmm. Um, I moved through the phases. I got accountable to myself. I started measuring everything. I, um, I started uh, doing work that I didn't really want to be doing, but I went back to, um, well, I mean, you know, great to fall back on, but medicine, right? So I just went back and was doing medicine, medical shifts, night yeah. shifts up in the Blue Mountains hospitals whilst I was starting a business, whilst I was also at drama school. I hated it. I hated having to do that. It was bringing stability. It was bringing in revenue. It was Exactly. And it just got me going. It just got yeah. me going, you know? And, and I... And then when I had got to that level of security where at least my ins and outs were equal, I wasn't paying anything off yet, but my ins and outs were equal. Then I started getting a little bit together for the rainy day fund. Then I felt confident to let my medical shifts go and rely on my coaching business. Yeah. And then, um, then I really got into flow when I got speaking, when I started speaking, which was my superpower, you know, leading, um, leading trainings that's when I started mobilizing loads of income, both in my business. And that's when I then got the contracting gig for this other organization because I was great at it. So mm -hmm. I then, there was a moment there where I was like, I want as, as, a, as, a, as a very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I was a very independent small business owner. I was like, I want to keep growing my business, my brand. But mm -hmm. then um, this other organization, uh, the ones that, that taught me everything that, that I was coaching with, um, they offered me a role as head of research and training. And it was ostensibly a pay cut the first year based on what I'd been earning in my own business. But there was a moment where I went, nah, what I'm going to learn on this platform compared mm -hmm. to what I could learn in my own is going to be far superior. It was the best decision I ever made because very soon also, you know, I negotiated commissions into my, um, into my pay rate and I was doing, I was doing a lot of money um, through that. But more importantly, I was building up a huge reputation, lots of trust and yeah. Joe Martin brand awareness on somebody else's platform, you know, which then when we went on to launch our own business was why we could do it. So, um, you know, why we could go from zero to seven figures in 12 months because everybody knew me and was waiting for me to do my own thing again. And what advice would have you given that? How old was you then when you had that earnings and you were getting the commissions? How old was you then? Um, I was, what was I? I, I, I resigned not long after my 30th birthday. So I was about, you know, 28, 29. So what advice would, would you have given that late twenties individual? Do you know what, what I wish I had done, but I didn't do. I wish I had done, but I didn't do is take, so I got really good. I, I set up my pots, you know, the jam jars. We talk about the jam jar system, giving everything a job. I was busy flying around the world all of the time. So I hired my accountant and I just sent all of my receipts to them. And I said, when the money lands in, split it up. And so I had a great financial freedom pot at that time mm. um, that was just growing and growing every month. But what I didn't do was overcome my fear of investing at that time. Yeah. And at that time, I did not put it in anything. You know, back then I should have just put it in a bloody index fund, right? Or I should have gone to an IFA and said, what should we do with it? I had a couple of IFA conversations, but about that same time I met Greg and we were also starting to blend finances and, you know, bunch of, yeah. bunch of things. So we, both, we had both lots of fears to deal with. So I just, there's a part of me that's kind of like, hmm, if I'd invested that, I would have got an extra, you know, good 10 years. I'll work it out for you one day. You might cry. Don't, just don't. don't. <laughs> and so talking about the future and what the future might look like, there's obviously decisions that you're making now that 
you know, your future self will thank, thank you for. So what, what sort of decisions are you making now for yourself and your family? And, and what do you see for your future? We've talked about there being no limits. Um, mm. Maybe you will fly to the moon. Um, but <laughs> what, what does that look like for you? Do you know, some of the decisions that we're making right now, we just had our annual planning for our team, um, uh, for, our, you know, for, for the, for the organisation a couple of weeks back. And we are investing a significant amount of time in, um, in systems, which what I would call, you know, if I'm, if I'm looking at the stages of wealth, like at an individual level, creating wealth, it's really about getting very accountable to how the business runs um, and, and creating, making it easy for everybody to do their jobs. It's the, the lesson of, I guess, investment, if you like, we're investing in, in the business. So I am, even though the level of detail that that is requiring of me or the type of leadership it's requiring of me is not leadership that is easy for me, um, I know that in even a year's time, I'm going to be incredibly grateful for the investment we're doing here because it is that that's then going to allow us to be able to expand into new territories um, and to be able to take the work that we're doing. You know, we've got people waiting in Australia for what we do. We've got people waiting in China for what we do. We've got people waiting in Switzerland for what we do in the States. And I want to roll out into all of these territories. But until I've got everything tied up with a beautiful bow in terms of systems here... And I think it's kind of the same, you know, when, when, we, when we talk about getting our finances set up, you know, a lot of it, automatic, you know, automatic investing, you know, um, get the, it's the habit, right? It's just once you've got the foundation, once you've made the bunch of decisions and the foundations are in place, it's so much easier to build upon that than just getting it going the first time. Totally. So, and I, that's what I say to clients, you know, if you can't commit to X amount, and this is what you can do, just start somewhere because you can increase the direct debit and it's all set up everything's in place rather than going oh okay i need to go back to rebecca or i need to go back online or i need to go back and look at that and then it ends up not happening yeah um, yeah completely i think and having well in, in terms of your finances having the right team so acknowledging when you might not be that great at something so i'm rubbish at management accounts within my business <laughs> i've got my accountant i've got my pots and my workflow and i i'm sort of really good with that stuff but from a proper core management accounts um i'm not that great at it so i've spoken to my accountant and said right can we do a quarterly management accounts review and i'm paying them extra for it because it's not mm -hmm. a resource i'm good at so i think having the right team of people doing the right things especially if you're not great with finances um mm -hmm. it, it's getting that support and help definitely that's absolutely critical you know absolutely critical so and I think that's something I'm immensely grateful for. And I know my future self will thank me for is just spending this, this time because that makes me incredibly optimistic about the future and the fact that we can then get on and just focus on the impact on women, you know, um, and, and really then. doing that because we do that exceptionally well. Every single one of our clients is a huge rate. Well, I won't say every single one, but I think that might be. Um, uh, well, I would I say believe I anyone won. who said every single one, but certainly every every lead the change graduate. If we take our flagship uh, program, them most of them I know personally. In fact, I think all of them I know uh, very well. They're all raving fans. You know, everyone is a raving fan of that program. Okay. We have a huge uh, amount including of myself, Joe. <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> including myself. Yes, including you. Right? People love changed. the work. It's transformational work. It's amazing work. So I just want to get it out more and more and more. And no retirement just yet. Then you're not retiring just yet. I don't. I can't imagine that I will ever retire. Having said that, I want to set the business up such that it doesn't require me. That I can enhance it when I bring my attention, but it yeah. doesn't require me. That's that's right. the goal, right? Yeah. In just the same way as 
you know, we want to we want to set up our finances so that we can keep working if we want to, um, but we don't have to. Uh, yeah. I think that's exactly what I want to do with the business because you know, I mean, really, realistically, our, our business at a at a personal level, you know, for for um uh, for me and Greg, it's it's one of our key assets. So yeah. Um, it's and you have a massive drive and passion to you know it's not it's not just about the money it's not just about the wealth it does for oh you. god it's not even about it, the money <laughs> yeah right it, it's, it's about the bigger impact and what you want to do for humanity really that's yeah I think if, it, if, it, if there is one bone of contention sometimes between Greg and I it's that every decision I make for one of many is is because of the impact and the mission to get the tools into a hand of a million women hands of a million women um, I will always do it safely and make sure that, you know, I mean, it's an organization and, and, and we have to have some uh, finance moving through it or otherwise we can't grow. But mm. I, I am often famously, um, famously perhaps uh, renowned uh, for making choices that are not always the best um, for the, you know, the profitability of the business, but <laughs> are best for the, uh, for the impact. And I think in the long term that will pay off for us, you know, really. Oh, yeah. For me, one of many isn't owned. I mean, yes, yes, there's there's the there's the people who own the organ, the company, right? But yeah. um, but it's not owned by us. It's owned by the community. It's a community. We are one of many. Thing. Yeah, well, it's right there, right? One of many, exactly. Definitely. And I love the community, and I've loved being part of it for the last six years. Completely involved and supporting, and obviously being one of your um, one of your many experts that you have as a resource. So just to finish up, Joe, thank you so much for for coming on and being on my show. I, I, I love the work that one of many, and I love the the girls in the community that I'm part of, um, and I look forward to supporting you and your mission going forward. But if you want to connect with you, we're going to have in the show notes um, a link. Um, how would you like people to connect with you? Yeah, well, just um, come on over to the uh, come on over to the website. You're very welcome to come and come and uh, check out their things in a general sense. Um, and there's also I've, I've noticed I've referenced it a few times as we've been chatting um, the stages of wealth um, pyramid, you know, and the and the the fear barriers and the particular limitations that are relevant to us at each level as we move through those because sometimes the lessons that we need to embed unconsciously are different depending on the financial results that we're getting so mm -hmm. it might be a nice next step to kind of look through the lens of exactly what do i need to be um uh putting my attention on depending on where i'm up to on that journey so it might be nice to get that in the show notes then beck if we can the stages yeah. of wealth download it's a little audio training i do in a, in a, a pdf that goes with it That'd be awesome. Lovely. We will get that out. Have a look at the show notes. They're there for you. Thank you very much, Joanna. Um, and uh, well, love you lots. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Accelerate Your Wealth. If you'd like to take the steps to accelerate your wealth further, perhaps owning it more or maximizing it to its full potential, please do head over to our free Facebook group, The Money Mastery Collective, where we post regular updates on tips to maximize your wealth and also support you along the way. We'd love to see you there.